You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. Seriously, no meeting you ever turn up as a rehearsal. And I think we treat them far too often like a rehearsal, like it's going to happen again tomorrow. But I believe the reality is that the opportunity of a lifetime rests within this meeting we're doing right now. For me, for you, for the opportunity. Opportunities happen because we're obedient and faithful to what God's expectation is of us in the moment. In the moment, you know. I mean, honestly, every breath. If you're sucking air right now, you're a part of a miracle. If you're breathing your next breath, it's a miracle, friend. It's a miracle to breathe and suck in. Value the life that God's given you. Value the heart of what He's given you. Because I wanna tell you tonight in this meeting, I believe that you're gonna leave here different to what you came. I believe some of you are gonna walk out of here with a supernatural impartation on your spirit, not on your body, on your spirit, that's gonna transform circumstances. It's gonna cause you to walk into rooms and experience the encounter of the Holy Spirit in that room. It's gonna cause demons to tremble. It's gonna cause life to ignite in you, in Jesus' Name. In fact, in fact, somebody has already tonight in this meeting um, activated an open heaven over your life. Heaven is not always open. Let me tell you, I go to churches where I don't think heaven exists. <laughs> open heaven, never take it for granted. This place has an open heaven over it, Okay. I was here, last time I was here, the time before, this place has an open heaven. Let me say this to you though, I believe that an open heaven, and this is a word for somebody in here tonight, open heaven can be in the church, but not in your personal life. And I meet thousands of people who are depressed, who are uh, under the hammer, who cannot find their way in life. They wonder why. I believe that the Bible gives us incredible keys to open heaven in our personal lives. There's nothing worse than a, than a closed heaven. Heaven was shut. Read the, we read the book of Kings and find that heaven was shut because of Worshipping self, worshipping idols, all about self, going after self. And God sent Elijah and he shut the heaven over that entire nation for three and a half years, I think it was. And heaven was not open and nobody could, there was no food, there was famine across the land. And then Elijah came along and destroyed and cut to pieces the prophets of Baal, the images of self and God caused people to be recentered back on the power of a living God and heaven became open and he sent he went up the hill and prayer will activate an open heaven for you prayer will activate an open heaven never underestimate prayer it'll activate an open heaven in the book of Malachi uh, just before the new testament I only say that because of my Yugoslavian mother and uh, she's convinced it was Malachi, okay? You may call it Malachi if you like, but that's just boring. And uh, in the book of Malachi, at the last, in, in, in Malachi 3.10, it says, test me and see if I will not crack open the windows of heaven over your life and you will experience blessing like you cannot contain. I believe for somebody here tonight, somebody here tonight, if you haven't already in that amazing offering message, that was better than what I'm preaching. <laughs> if you haven't already cracked heaven open over your future, you will have the opportunity tonight before it's out to make sure you crack heaven open. I'm talking about people right now that are wondering where they can't see where they're going. You can't understand. You're wondering, 
Why is it the blessing of God invading my life? Why am I struggling so hard? You don't have to work hard at the presence of God. You just got to be obedient. It's real simple. Just obey God and it happens. You don't have to get weird about it. Just obey the book and you'll walk in the victory that God's got for you. I tell you, prayer and generosity are the biggest keys in your world. I, every time I get on an aeroplane, I, I, I go over rule in my life. Every time I get on an aeroplane to fly, I take on boxes of chocolates. I, I take another bag just for boxes of chocolates and stuff. And I give them to the flight attendants the minute I walk in. And people, like, they even ask me, last trip I was on, why would you do this? Did somebody tell you? To? I said, I just like to be generous. I said, I just like to bless people wherever I go. I was flying back here from LA three months ago, flew, jumped on a plane in LA, flew back to New Zealand, and there was a flight attendant on there, Lisa. And uh, anyway, I handed her the chocolates. I said, look, I just brought this on here for you. And of course, the initial thought is people think you just want favour, but I've got so much favour in my life, I don't care whether I get any more. And, uh, and so I just... Uh, I gave her the chocolates and uh, chatted and she couldn't keep away from me. I know I'm good looking, but she couldn't keep away from me. And uh, so she spent a lot of time in that flight. She sort of personally looked after me and I had everything I wanted on that flight. I had everything I wanted. And uh, I get back to New Zealand. Of course, it's just a flight. It's just a flight, you know, you, you fly here, you fly there, it's over. And then uh, two weeks later, I went to a wedding and I get to the wedding and uh, this, this woman and this guy come up to me and she says, do you remember me? And uh, I was very glad that I'm a great customer on Air, on Air New Zealand. I'm glad I'm not one of those grumpy, miserable, small-minded, look through the keyhole with both eyes, just locked down individuals. I'm glad that my heart's open, my spirit's free, that I can chat on any given subject. I'm not intimidated by the way you live. I'm not intimidated by the way you act. I'm not intimidated by the kind of behaviour you have in your life because I will refuse to judge you and I will let God be revealed through my love into your heart and change your life for tomorrow. Anyway, that's why we cannot judge. We cannot judge. My message, I forgot to tell you, but the title of this message tonight, I only just come up with it actually, but I told you to put it up. It's contagious, all right? Contagious. There it is, contagious. Contagious. You can't be contagious unless you've been infected. You can't get contagious unless something has infected you. At the age of 25 years old, I was miserable. I was lost. I was a loser. I was losing my marriage. I was losing everything in my life. It wasn't coming together. And then one day I met the Saviour. His name is Jesus. It's the weekend that changed everything in my life at 25. Who knows what He can do in your life tonight? But I met a Saviour who transformed my then, my now, my tomorrow, and the rest of my days was transformed. My, oh boy, I could just preach a whole message on that. Let's be contagious. You can't be contagious unless you get infected. A lot of people have never been infected by the power of the blood of Jesus. I believe this stuff. This is not just a message. I'm, I'm not a professional preacher. It bores the daylights out of me three points in a poem. I'd sooner move in the power of the Holy Ghost and bring something that'll shift you into a realm of expectation a realm of expectation that can unlock the future and bring God's power to birth in your life. 
The reality is, if I'm talking about that, which I am now, you cannot be contagious until you become infected. And I am fairly infected. I'm like a virus walking around this room. If you get too close to me, who knows? You could catch the bird flu, the Ebola, whatever. In the spirit realm, I'm talking about. In the spirit realm. None of those natural things will harm me. But in the spirit realm, you can catch an anointing of the Holy Ghost that'll shift you into a place of expectation And I'm going to pray for people tonight that the power of God will come on you and that you'll walk out of here and change your Get get up here, man. You, sir, that's you looking at, and is that your wife beside you? Right there. I love the way you're looking behind you. That's somebody else's wife sitting behind you. As I'm preaching tonight, the Holy Spirit keeps leading me to you and says, get ready, I'm putting an anointing on you to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, to break shackles, to release victory. There's there's literally lots of people in this place. You think you're here by the natural? You think you're here just to attend? You think you're here as part of the firm? But God says, I have anointed you and appointed you. And God says tonight, I'm gonna put an anointing. Take a deep breath because the power of God comes on you. Fire in Jesus' name. Man. Oh, you are an awesome woman and you've got an awesome heart. I want to tell you, get ready for what God's about to break through over your life. In fact, you've got a miracle here tonight too. I'll tell you, there's a miracle right here for you tonight. God says those things that you have tried to reason in your own mind. God says tonight, no more reason. The power of God goes through you in Jesus' name. Both of you will carry this. This. Look, I tell you, I love the presence of God. You know, God's presence can be on you and you don't even realise it. There's lots of people I know, the presence of God's on them and they don't even realise it. He's all around. I can see people in this room right now. You're like, you're living your life and you're kind of, see Gideon was down there in 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 an un- unfavourable position. He was in a, in a what was it? A, a, a wine press, which is quite a nice place to be actually. And, uh, and, uh, but wrong place for what he was trying to do, okay? And he was hiding. He was hiding there because he was oppressed. And the, the, the amazing thing there is, is if you look at that, he was oppressed by his brothers. Sometimes the people close to you can really get on your goat. They can destroy your few. They, they were cousins. They were cousins, yeah? How many people have had their relations that have torn your heart out and ripped your heart out and danced all over you, laid it out before them, and they've come in and undermined you? This guy, Gideon, that's what he was faced with when, he, when the Amalekites came down. They were relations of his, and they were coming down. So he was hiding there, hiding in that cave, in, in that wine press. And the next thing you know, God is already watching him. He was in an unfavourable situation, but God had His hand on his life. And then God turns up and God don't care where you're at. God's not intimidated by your failure. God's not intimidated. See, I was failing. I was losing out in life, but God turned up in my life and shifted my entire world. As a result of that, my entire street got saved. My entire street, I just want to reinforce that. Everyone in my street got born again. The week, the, 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 I think two weeks before I got saved, in the street I was living, if some of you understand New Zealand, we've got the Maori culture. Any, any Maoris here actually, incidentally? Hallelujah, God bless you. Yeah, well that'll do. You've only got to have about a teaspoonful. 
come back and claim some land. God bless you. That's awesome. Um, Anyway, there was a fight down, two doors down from me, there was a fight, there was a battle going on in a house and it, it got very dangerous and I thought I should go and help, I'm a nice neighbour and I thought I should go and help and I walked in there and nearly got killed myself, okay? So I nearly got killed and I left it. In between that and, and I think it was two or three weeks time, I got born again, hallelujah, okay? I got born again on Tuesday the 10th of October 1978 at 10pm at night. I remind the devil of that every day. I've got it written in the front of my Bible. I say, devil, you'll never, ever see Jesus. See, Jesus, when, when, when the devil was attacking him in the wilderness, he didn't say, um, oh boy, uh, weren't you there when God gave me a prophetic word the other day? See, a lot of people living on the last prophetic word they had. I don't want to live on that. I, and Jesus said, it is written. And, and a lot of us don't write it. They wonder why they stagger along and, and six months after they're born again, they're sort of falling over. Get back to that. It is written. Don McDonnell, born again, 10th of October, 1978. Born again on that Tuesday night at 10 p.m. You can't touch me, devil. You've got to know who you are and whose you are. And the reality is I got born again that night and the next week, or three weeks later, whatever it was, there was another fight at that house. And I thought, let's be a good neighbour. Down I went, I walked into that house and I took authority over the demon that was in the situation. And I tell you what, the power of God hit them. People on the floor, the entire household got born again because God is on the throne. And all he's looking for, all he's looking for is somebody who will let him come on in and reveal his power through you. You don't have to be clever. You don't even have to go to Bible college. I hadn't been to Bible college at that stage. I never knew nothing. I don't know a lot now, to be honest with you. But I do know Jesus Christ is Lord of my life. And write it down. My entire street ended up getting... We literally had people knocking on our door. Literally. People can't believe this, but literally knocking on our door and saying, whatever's happened to you, we want some of it. Now that's God turning up in a street. Who says he can't do it today, friend? I read back, I read in this book where God literally shook cities and turned them upside down. So why can't it happen in your street? Why can't it happen in your workplace? Why can't it happen in your school? Some of you kids are at school. Why can't it happen in your school? Where a powerful revival ignites because you're so passionate on the inside that you become contagious under the anointing of God. And I believe that this Easter, your whole theme this Easter is the weekend that changed the world. I pray that this weekend you go away with a transformed heart and a spirit that has caught something, that's caught a virus that ignites your house in Jesus' name. Anyway, I better tell you a little bit about me before we get too carried away here. We've got totally off track. So just while you're sitting there, um, I've been married for 45 years just in case you wanted to know. Married to the same woman. I should just add that because today doesn't mean a lot, but I've been married to the same woman for 45 years. We've got uh, four children, nine grandchildren. And uh, when I was 25 years old, we'd been married for five years. And I got, like I said, radically born again. It transformed my life. The next day I went down, I had a building company at the time. I went down, I had a couple of companies. Actually, I had a locking a company that went around and secured your house. I went down and uh, gathered my team together and we had a, what you'd call a staff meeting and I pulled them all in there and I had a Bible that was about three times the size of this that I got given the night before, incidentally. 
And incidentally, the night before when he gave me the Bible and prayed for me, something happened on the inside of my spirit because this Bible says that you will be totally newly created. He will recreate your spirit. My blood type changed that night. God gave me so much evidence of all it. I'm now B positive, which you can probably tell. And uh, my blood type. And I lived that life and I birthed it by faith in the Word of God. I went down to work that day and I, and I, I got to tell you, don't ever preach like this because it's not nice. But I went down to work that day and I had this big black Bible. I've been a Christian for like 12 hours, okay? So forgive me, 12 hours. And I am literally on fire. And I arrived at my workplace. I had 16 guys working for me at the time. And I walked in there and I said, I just come to tell you today you're all going to hell. Which is not nice. But here's one thing I will say. I'll add one thing. When you've got relationship with people, it's amazing the, the, the uh, opportunity that they will grant you to speak into their lives. Yeah. Not that they received it, but if they wanted their paycheck at the end of the week, just kidding, just kidding. Um, but I told them they're going to hell. And uh, which is not nice, but it sparked them up, you know, it got them going. They threw stuff at me, they got angry at me. And then I said, I know what you were doing last night. Now they thought I was operating in the prophetic. I do now operate in the prophetic, okay? People think it's so difficult to operate in the prophetic because they don't understand faith. We should all do that, okay? We should all be activating. You see, too many of us are reading the book, not living it. You know, I, I go to church and they say you didn't use enough Bible verses. I am a Bible verse. Whatever happened to Acts chapter 29, you should be writing that thing with your life. You should be open to the book of Acts and poke your finger anywhere in that book and say, and just read it out and put your name right on the spot. Anyway, I preached the gospel to them that day. They all threw stuff at me, got angry at me, went out of the room. And uh, that night, at, this is one day, this is 24 hours after I was born again, I get a knock on my door and it's my best friend who works for me, his name's Gary. And Gary's at the door and he said, and remember I haven't even read the book yet. I haven't even read it, I'm just talking about it. And same as tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. And, uh, but he knocks on my door, he says, Don, you're right. And I'm like, his eyes are as big as you could get. I'm like, what do you mean? And, and it was funny because the day before, sorry, the, the morning of that day, when I was speaking to them, I said, listen, I know what you were doing last night. I saw you, in fact, God seen you in the corner of your house there smoking dope. And he's like, how did you know that? Well, the truth is because one day before I was doing it with them. <laughs> but it was like a word of knowledge of the past. <laughs> then I said to the next guy, I said, God knows exactly what you're reading. And I explained it because the week before I was reading it with him, it had a tremendous impact on their lives. The reality is he went out that night, he went surfing, he comes knocking on my door and he says, Don, you're right. God's been watching me because tonight he walked across the water and told me that what you are saying is the truth. And I've come here to get what you've got. And he got born again, became a pastor and became one of my great friends in ministry. And I wanna tell you right now, God wants to activate something in your life tonight that will duplicate who you are. We're not just meant to be a me, we're supposed 
supposed to have thousands of people who are catching the spirit of what we are. Elijah went down and anointed Elisha and he said, you're going to carry this mantle into the next season. And there are people here tonight that need to carry something into the next season. You can't do it by yourself. Some of you need to burn the plough. Some of you need to smash up some of the stuff that's been holding you back in life where it's all been about you and get released into God's victory in your world. I believe God's doing that tonight. I feel it in this place. It's called walking by faith. Walking. My entire family got born again. My entire family. My cousins are born again. Everyone in our household got born again. This is true. The Word of God is not, this is not a fable. When Jesus died on the cross, friend, He activated an incredible power that would flow throughout history, that would transform every generation. This is not a fable. We read about you and your household and say, yeah, well, it's not happening for me. Well, it can happen for you. It can happen for you. Get contagious and have it on you enough where you begin to infect everything around you. My parents got born. Just incidentally, uh, one year ago, two days ago, I buried my beautiful mother. And uh, she was 87 years old. And... uh, Man, honestly, when you get there, if you're here tonight and you don't understand what I'm talking about, friend, I just want to tell you, just grab a hold of eternity. I'm looking at the clock, I can't even see a clock. Okay. Um, um, Grab a hold of eternity, friend. My mother stepped into eternity one year and two days ago. This is how it went down. My mother, she took a fall. Something happened, she called an ambulance, and then she phoned me. Donald, I'd love you to come be at my bedside because I'm going to die today and I'm going to heaven. You can't get anything better than that, friend. You can't get anything more assurance in your life because so many people live with uncertainty. They don't know what tomorrow holds, friend. They don't know what the future is. But I have my future guaranteed. That's why you're singing that song tonight about no fear. I have zero fear. Zero fear. I've been out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean sailing from New Zealand to Tonga to Fiji, 25 metre waves crashing over the stern of that ship. We disappear under them, full growing so-called men bawling their eyes out, saying, will you please pray for us? We're all going to die. I have zero fear. I'm looking forward to the experience. I don't even want God to calm the sea, so I won't pray for them because I'm loving it. Because I know what my future is. When you know that you're in the hands of the Creator, when He's got you in the palm of His hand, there's nothing to fear. Nothing to fear, friend. Oh boy, you've got to catch this stuff because it'll ignite your life. It's called Let's Be Contagious this Easter. Let's infect the environment around us. Let's invite 100 people to church next week. Let's get some people in here that need to hear a message of truth and hope because the amazing thing is it will set you free. And I drove quickly. I jumped in my car and I grabbed Julia, my wife, and we drove two hours to be beside my mother's bedside. When we arrived there, my mother is sitting up in bed with a grin from ear to ear to ear. Donald, I'm so glad you came because I wanted to pray for you before I go to heaven. Now, normally it's the other way around. Normally it's, oh, would you pray for me? I'm dying today and I'm so scared. 
She's got a grin from ear to ear. She said, I want to pray for you before I go to heaven today because I'm going. And she prayed the most beautiful prayer. She prayed, God, I thank you for what you've done in my son Donald's. I thank you for the anointing. I thank you for the people that have been saved. I thank you for the world across the nations that have been transformed through what you did in his life when you called him by your mighty voice and you called him to honour you and obey you. And friend, then she said, now, Donald, I'd like you to pray for me that Jesus would take my hand today and right there and seriously with tears running down my face I prayed for my beautiful mother and I said God I thank you for this beautiful lady who has nurtured me who has watched over me when I was a little boy and has helped me to be everything I am today and I prayed for her and I said now Jesus if you could please just take her hand today she's going to be with you and with a with a grin from ear to ear, she took a deep breath and she stepped right through the veil we call death and she stepped into eternity. And now she's changed her address and she's in heaven's glory. And I want to tell you, we're not grieving, we're celebrating because Jesus gave us the answer at Easter. The cross is the answer that'll cause every one of us to have hope in the future. It's not about how cool you are. It's not about how your circumstances are. It's about the cross of Jesus Christ because He came and He shed His precious blood for you. And when that blood was spilt for you, friend, this is what Easter is all about. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ. It's about the blood of an innocent. The blood of an innocent who shed his blood for you. Some of it got on me the day I gave my life to Christ and I became infected with the contagious, anointed Holy Spirit virus that has caused me to be more than I could ever be in the natural. People's lives get turned around. I was in a meeting the other day in communist Vietnam. I, I, I just seriously should just tell you stories. Communist Vietnam. And I was preaching in communist Vietnam and uh, we're, we're having a, a revival. Oh God, it was just a revival. Thank you, Jesus. A young lady came forward and this whole side of her face was just, she was 21 years old because it made me cry and it was all cancer. Right, a big growth right over this eye and you could see on this side of her face, she was a beautiful young woman. And it broke my heart. It actually broke my heart. And she came up near and she said, can you please pray for me? And we'd taken a step of faith and we'd hired a hotel. We're in communist Vietnam. You're not allowed to have meetings in. You're not allowed to preach. And it's just, it's wild. I've been chased all through the jungle with communist policemen and I love it. And, uh, and now, and now, the other night, oh, two months ago now, I got invited into the communist university to tell my story because the, the, the communists are starting to realise that Jesus is the answer. And it's only happening because their, their unsaved kids are, who are sucking co uh, crack cocaine and snorting their lives to hell and killing themselves are starting to find that Jesus is the only answer that can set you free. And, and, and this young girl, she stood there with cancer all down the, this side of her face actually. And she stood there and I prayed for her and she fell over under the power of God and she got up and nothing had changed. And it broke my heart. And I I got angry at God and I said, God, what the heck is going on? And I got her up again and we prayed for again and she went down again and nothing happened. And I tell you what, I was getting so, I, I, I was angry because I know the poverty, the poverty stricken hopelessness in that nation. And so I got them to drag her up again. In the end, I, I thought, man, I can't stand it. I'm praying for this girl and nothing's happening. And I walked away from it and I went over the other side of the room and there was a little baby and they'd brought this little baby with legs that were all 
withered up like this. The legs were totally withered. There was no movement in those legs. And I just said, the blood of Jesus. It's so simple, so simple. I just said, the blood of Jesus Christ on this little girl. And instantaneously, the legs just unfolded and grew out right in front of my eyes. I went looking. I was like, my God, where's this girl? I went looking for her again. I went looking until I found her. And there she was. And she's weeping. I'm weeping. And I said, bring her over here again. And we laid hands on her one more time. Friend, I want to tell you, the cancer just totally vanished. It's, I don't know, it, it can't have gone in, so I don't know where it went, but it disappeared. <laughs> and this beautiful eye emerges. And this beautiful young woman just weeps away into God's presence, totally and completely restored, friend. I don't know who the lady, the lady here tonight who got healed of cancer. I want to encourage you because I believe that Jesus is Lord and He heals today. I'm going to finish today because I need to finish. But I want to finish just because I never gave you any Scriptures. So we're going to give you one, all right? And uh, oh boy, here it is. Ephesians 3.20 says this. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all you can ask, think or imagine. So whatever you're imagining tonight, apply it to this verse. Whatever you can perceive right now in your mind's eye, anything you could have as a former thought or a future thought, it might be blank and it might be dark, but right now I release faith into your spirit that would unlock the promises of God into your world tonight and release a miracle into your spirit because God's bigger than your circumstances. He's bigger than the words that were spoken over your life. He's bigger than the curse they put on you in your schoolyard. He's bigger than the curse your parents may have put on you when they said you'll never amount to anything. He's bigger than the circumstances of your birth or the hereditary family background. He's bigger than that. And He can give you tonight a hope that will unlock you to be a mighty woman or man of God tonight. Because Jesus rose from the dead. He didn't stay there. Jesus didn't rise, die and rise from the dead so you could be ordinary. Are you kidding me? He went to the cross so I could just be boring old Don McDonnell. No. He rose from the dead so I could be extraordinary, so I could be filled with the power from on high. That's why you need to be there tomorrow night to get a bit of the Holy Ghost in you. Because when He fills you up, you begin to overflow and change your world. I'm, I'm wanting to pray for people here tonight and I'm wanting to pray that a supernatural impartation would take place. And I was telling you about that meeting, but boy, we've find out another day. But I'm going to say this right now. Just take your seats for a moment because you're all standing already. It's not, not fair. <laughs> not fair. It's reminding me of Bogota. In Bogota, honestly, let me just tell you, in Bogota, the altar holds 10,000 people. In the church I was in in Bogota, the altar, like this room is nowhere near big enough, okay? That's just a prophetic word for you right there. Okay? Dr. Matt, get ready. What you, what you birth in the lives of thousands upon thousands, you'll never know it, reality. This is it. 
You'll never know. God says, don't look at what you see in front of you. You'll never know the influence and the impact you're having across the planet of young men and young women who are catching off your spirit and rising up. And they're going to be men and women who will carry an anointing. They'll carry such an attitude of faith that they'll break through walls, that they will not be intimidated by armies that come against them, but they'll rise in the Spirit of God. Oh boy, that anointing's all over you in Jesus' Name. Shaka baba baba yanda. Anyway, in Bogota, just getting back there, they've got two men on this side and two men on that side, and they're holding this massive rope to stop people getting to the altar. Some of you haven't even moved yet. I must be my worst message I've ever preached. There were people, there were people behind these massive ropes they had, like ship ropes, and they were like probably, I don't know, like 10,000 on each side of the altar and they're pushing on the ropes and these guys are holding onto it like a tug of war, trying to stop them getting on the altar because I haven't finished speaking yet. Next thing, they broke the barriers and people, it was like a sea of people just flooded onto the altar. The most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life, really. Hungry, passionate, and the power of God came and miracles happened. There was one guy there with the rebel forces. I was under guard the whole time I was there. We had to be under guard because the rebel forces want to kidnap you and, and get a whole lot of money for you and all this sort of stuff. So you're under guard. One of the rebel leaders came into the meeting and he was there while he's sitting in his seat like you are. Not where we laid hands on him, incidentally. Just while he's sitting there, the presence of God was in the room so big that while he was sitting there, he gets healed. He comes up on the altar, surrenders his life to Jesus Christ, gets born again. Oh boy, I tell you, after the meeting, after the meeting, a man comes up to me and he shows me a picture on his phone of a, a beautiful young woman. He says, do you know this woman? I said, I sure do. She's in our church in New Zealand. How do you know her? He said, she's my daughter. She's the one that told me that you need to be here. And, and, and he said, tomorrow, what's more, you're coming down to the, the Colombian government house and I want you to get your praying over the government of Colombia. We're turning it into a Christian nation. We've got churches like this rising up all over the nation. And I want to tell you, get ready for what God's about to do because God is on the throne. He never rose from the dead that you could be ordinary. I don't care what your background is, it's about you tomorrow. But you've got to carry an anointing. Sit down. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Jesus is here, He's all over this place. Friend, if you're here tonight, maybe you've never ever encountered the love of a holy God who went to the cross and put his hands out and saying, hey, I love you all. I'm not condemning you. I'm not judging you. Jesus simply said, I love you. No matter where you're at, friend, because I was in a real hole when Jesus found me, you would never have let me into your church. You wouldn't have liked me, but Jesus liked me. And most of the people we judge, He loves. Spread out His arms on that cross. Come one, come all. One man condemned to death because of his, his lifestyle, his, his anger, his hatred, his behaviour, condemned to death. And he looks up at the Son of the living God hanging on a cross like that. And he simply says, Jesus, will you remember me when you come? Never even prayed a prayer. 
Will you remember me when you come? Friend, I want to tell you today, God loves you so much. He went to that cross to take the entire sins of the entire world. The minute I accepted Christ into my heart, He set me free of my cursed past. He set me free into my future. He's healed me, restored me, giving me hope. And today, whoever you are, the thief on the cross said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Whoever you are today, friend, if you're away from God, if you don't know the love of this holy God that we've preached about tonight, His power, His love, His precious blood, the man that was innocent who died in your place, His name is Jesus. Maybe you've never invited Him in. Maybe you've never said, be my Saviour, be my Lord. Jesus, remember me, remember me. I wanna be remembered. Nobody remembers me, nobody cares about me. I get judged and condemned all my life, but Jesus, Will you remember me today? And friend, I want to tell you, He's right here today and He's reaching out to you. And wherever you're at right now, He wants to show you His love. And I'm going to ask you right across this place, friend, you need Jesus. You need to be forgiven. You want to be free. Just lift your hand real quick. Come on. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com. 